Welcome to Demystify Magic with Molly and Madison. I'm Molly, a former skeptic turned full-time energy healer and teacher. And I'm Madison, a born and raised witch running my family's crystal shop. And we're here to explore all things woo through the lens of both science and spirituality so that you can find the moments of magic in your everyday life and create an intentional spiritual practice. So if that's what you're into, find a cozy spot, take a deep breath, and let's demystify some magic. Hello, hello. Welcome back to the pod. Howdy doody. Happy fall. You know, everybody keeps saying happy fall. I keep drinking my little pumpkin spice beverages and it continues to be 90 degrees outside. I really thought that like I could summon it with my sheer will and it's just not happening. Dude, have you done an autumn attraction spell? I don't know if that's a thing. I've been burning my autumn equinox spell candle. I don't know either, but we're going to have to make one up um, because I'm sick of it. (laughs) How are you doing, Molly? I'm doing. I'm having a great week. I'm really excited about today's topic because I feel like this is a conversation that you and I have had a lot and we usually get pretty animated mm-hmm. and we haven't talked about it on the pod yet. I know. I'm very excited and it feels perfectly timed since I just got back from the second largest gem and mineral show in the country, the Denver Gem Show, for some crystal shopping. So today we're going to talk about ethically sourced crystals, what that means, and why I don't use that term for the crystals that we have in my family store. Yeah. I feel like this is, it always feels like a hot take until we actually have the conversation. And then I'm like, oh, everyone else is the hot take. This is the, this is the right take, in my (laughs) opinion. This is the correct take. Take it or leave it, as always. Yeah. I mean, I think that anyone who feels comfortable using that term I don't think it's a bad thing. I just personally don't, and we're going to get into it. But first, Molly, what was your magic moment this week? Okay. I can't remember if I told you about this, but I thought of you. So that counts. (laughs) (laughs) Close enough. Close enough. Uh, Over the weekend, Justin and I went to Maine's largest yard sale. (laughs) okay no you didn't tell me this can confirm I didn't tell you about this okay so it was this it's in the Cumberland fairgrounds which is like a big big fairground shocking I know Mm -hmm. and there was like probably 50 or 60 vendors there and it was like a good yard sale in my opinion like it wasn't like trash and it also wasn't all like multi-level marketing tables it Mm -hmm. was like good stuff that's been in people's basements for a while like the best kind Mm -hmm. of yard sale okay I we've talked about before how my money bowl and like a few of my other things on my altars are like vintage glassware I love vintage crystal glassware Mm -hmm. I got you'll be proud of me I got this beautiful crystal decanter with a stopper (gasps) for moon water Wait, you have to show it to me right now. Okay, I have to go get it. <laughs> okay, where is it? Downstairs, hold on. <laughs> this is really great for um, an audio medium. Oh, it's still in the packaging. It's still in the packaging. It's still in the plastic bag that it was given to you in. <laughs> oh, I'm so excited. It's like an unboxing. I'll post it on my Instagram for everyone who wants to see it, but it's so cute it literally it was one of the last booths it caught my eye I couldn't stop thinking about it oh it's so cute (laughs) oh it's really cute it's so cute I talked the guy down he wanted 14 for it talked him down to 10 
Oh, yeah, you go. <laughs> and it's a new moon tomorrow, so I'm going to make new moon water. Oh, my God, that's so exciting. I have one that looks very similar. It's just, it's almost exactly the same shape, just like the neck is taller. And it has a very similar stopper that I got when I first moved back to Florida from the strangest woman. I like went into her house. I went to buy something from her off of Facebook Marketplace. And she was like, actually, everything in my house is for sale. (laughs) (laughs) And so she just like took me through her house. It was really, it was really a time. And I got one very similar. I love, love, love those. I also love love vintage glassware. I don't have one of those. So every time I've made moon water in the past, which is not that often, because I think because I don't have a beautiful vessel, I just Mm -hmm. make it in a mason jar. And then because I drink water out of mason jars every day, I forget which one is my moon water. (laughs) And then I end up like throwing it out. (laughs) so now i have a designated moon water vessel oh that is a perfect magic moment a a true (laughs) manifestation effort i'm so happy for you truly truly what was yours okay mine is (laughs) now in comparison seems it was very exciting to me in the moment but seems less (laughs) exciting in comparison but i had such a perfect like small moment of like what we really preach about magic moments is like noticing the the small things. Mm-hmm. And it is that I manifested a coffee that I dream about. Oh, hell so yeah. Starbucks a few years ago discontinued the gingerbread latte, right? Mm-hmm. We all know this. This is obviously commonly held knowledge. This was a personal tragedy for me. <laughs> the gingerbread latte is something that I wait all year for and then consume with fervor. Mm-hmm. Until they pry it from my cold, dead hands. Sure. And when they discontinued it, you know, I, I like buy the syrups, whatever, that they have at like TJ Maxx or whatever. And they're just not the same. And it's a hard syrup to make at home. And so I just gave up on it. And there's like a small chain in Florida. I actually don't know if it's like outside of the Tampa Bay area. It's called White Duck. And they launched a gingerbread flavoring. Not only in September, did they launch it? They didn't even have to wait till Christmas like everybody else or like Starbucks <laughs> did. They said, this is a fall beverage. It's like they read my mind. Yes. And so I knew that this happened. I like sent this Instagram post that I saw to everyone I know. And this morning, my boyfriend got up early and went to the gym and called me on his way back. And he said, do you want your gingerbread latte hot or iced? Oh, yay. And it was the best latte I've had in a long time. It was so good. I still have it right here. There's like a few sips left that I'm savoring. <laughs> it was just such a small, true joy and such a pure act of my manifestation of like years in the making. That is some little tree magic right there. It truly, it was some little tree magic. I'm so, so happy about it. I'm so excited for you. That's it. Episode done. I, I don't think yep. we can top those two things. <laughs> I don't think that we can top that energy. <laughs> All those crystals headed our way. It's nothing in comparison to my gingerbread latte. And my glass decanter. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's talk ethically sourced crystals. Yeah. Let's talk about this. I like, I like that we're talking about this because I feel like you and I were both crystal geeks, but we come from different worlds of crystals. Like I'm very mm-hmm. much you know, kind of quote unquote known for in some way. For some reason, people know me uh, for like teaching about how to work with crystals and have been Mm -hmm. a crystal healing Reiki practitioner for many years, but I've never sold crystals. So I've never been Mm -hmm. on the side that you're on where you're working with wholesalers, working with crystal dealers. I don't even know like 
Is there a better term for that? I don't know. I've never sourced crystals before. So until you and I start having these conversations about what ethical sourcing means, I just always went by what I had heard from like, I don't know, the grapevine, I guess, about what ethically sourced means. So why don't you start with, just just tell us, tell us what does ethically sourced mean? What's your take on it? So really, the reason that I don't use the term ethically sourced in regards to our crystals is because there's no clear definition. Yeah. It's really a term that's very much up to interpretation by the person who's hearing it Mm -hmm. and by the person who's using it. So I could totally say that our crystals are ethically sourced to the best of my ability. Mm -hmm. That's my truth. But throughout the episode, I'm going to tell you a little bit more about what it's like to buy crystals and it'll make a little bit more sense about how it's really impossible to know for certain. So the way that crystal, we call them crystal vendors, the way that it works with finding our vendors and especially at these shows, I like to describe it. Imagine you're in the Mall of America, right? The the biggest mall you can possibly think of, like Mm -hmm. the largest space. And now imagine instead of stores, it's all those kiosks. Mm-hmm. You know, there's no like, there's no structure. There's no like, you know, going into four walls and like shopping around and like merchandising. It's just tables. Free for all. Upon tables. And they're just covered in rocks. My dream. Yeah, seriously. At these larger gem shows, these vendors travel from all over the world and ship massive. Like I cannot even describe to you the amount of stuff. Yeah that these people will ship from Morocco, from China, from Brazil, Mm -hmm. from Peru, everywhere that you could possibly think of that you've heard of a crystal coming from, they're here and they've shipped thousands of pounds of stuff with them to sell to stores. Mm -hmm. And so sometimes these people are representative from mines. Sometimes these people buy directly from mines and have more like distribution businesses. Mm Mm-hmm. And it's kind of hard to tell either way. Right. And the truth is, when you talk to any of these people, everyone's going to tell you that their crystals are ethically sourced. Yeah. And like my understanding of ethically sourced is it means nothing because it means everything. Like ethical is so subjective. Does ethically Mm -hmm. sourced, if I say, are your crystals ethically sourced? I could be talking about the ethics of the environment. Are we, you know making sure that we're doing less harm or reducing our carbon footprint when we're mining these gems. Mm -hmm. I could be talking about the ethics of human labor. Is it safe Mm -hmm. working conditions or is child labor involved? I could be talking about the, the human condition of like, are the miners being paid fairly? Are Mm -hmm. the working hours sustainable? Do they get Christmas off with their family? Like ethical is such a subjective term and there's no like, definition across the board that ethically sourced crystals mean this 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 and this and so for Mm -hmm. someone like me I mean my values determine what I believe to be ethically sourced and so not everyone's going to have the same values so then Mm -hmm. you know if someone is really concerned about the environment and that's you know ethically sourced means that we're not creating harm to the environment then that's one thing but if someone's really concerned about child labor then ethically sourced means something completely different. And so it's kind of like saying to someone like, do you have coffee? 
and you mm-hmm. thinking I Starbucks is coffee and someone else thinking Dunkin is coffee but like they just say yes you don't know what kind of coffee it is that was a weird analogy mm-hmm. but I feel like we're <laughs> we're with it <laughs> we got there we got there yeah and that's the thing is when anybody says that their crystals are ethically sourced I don't think anybody's lying no, they're yeah. just following their own definition. Like, I don't mean that to be that people are like swindling or like saying something like maliciously. Right. But everyone has their own personal definition of what ethical means. Mm-hmm. And I do like I do mostly believe that people are good and are doing their best. Yeah. And so when I talk to these vendors, I don't want to say there's no point in asking, but I can't I can't see the mine that those people are working with. And really that is the most ethical way to source crystals, right? Is to work directly with the mine. If you're in a position where you can visit a mine and see the conditions, I know you know, someone who, who does have a direct Mm -hmm. relationship with a mine. Do you know a lot about what that's like for them? Cause we like full, full disclosure, like we don't have the, we don't have that kind of relationship and we don't really have the resources to be able to like travel to a mine yeah. in that way. What is it like for them? I don't know a ton about it. I know that they work with like a, a mine that is like small family owned and there's some like familial connection there. Um, so they're able to talk to like when they talk to the people who are sourcing the crystals for them, they're talking to the people who are, in the mines or like directly mm-hmm. connected to the people in the mines. But I don't think a lot of crystal shops have that like Mm-mm. infrastructure because it's like, I mean, they have to buy in huge, 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 huge quantities and not every yeah. crystal shop has that ability. And at the same time, I think it's so interesting. Ethical, ethically sourced crystals became such a buzzword, especially when crystals became really big on TikTok in like 2020, 2021 pandemic time when everyone was kind of getting into spirituality and at the same time social justice issues became so um, top of mind like everyone has a cause that they care about which is so important and so good and it meant that if you were a crystal shop and you didn't explicitly say your crystals were ethically sourced you were getting asked about it right like Mm -hmm. I would see this all the time when I was posting content about crystals. It was like every single day I would get a comment like, do you know ethically sourced shops? And the more I started, you know, meeting people like you and other people who own crystal shops and talking about this, the more I realized that it's kind of one of these things that if if you don't say you're ethically sourced, people kind of are like, oh, you're not ethically sourced. But if you do say you're ethically sourced, it's almost like more of a marketing buzzword than it is Mm -hmm. an actual meaningful qualifier these days because everyone's asking about it and not everyone understands what it actually means to be ethically sourced or really what it doesn't mean. Yeah, I think that, you know, we, we also had that period of a lot of people all at once coming in and asking about the ethics of our sourcing. Mm -hmm. And I've had to have that conversation a lot of like, what does that really mean? And what is the benchmark and like why we don't use that term? Because that is kind of what it's turned into where almost like it feels like checking a box Yeah, where, okay, we can either just like say we're ethically sourced and people will stop asking us about it Mm -hmm. because really like oftentimes what people are just looking for is for us to say we've checked off the box. Yep. Whereas when we don't say it, we get to have that conversation with people and get to give some of the education of what our sourcing looks like. Mm -hmm. 
and why we don't use ethically sourced, but how we are doing our best. Yeah. And like we're living by our by our moral compass. And there will be times at those shows where I'll walk away from a booth because I don't like how it feels. Mm-hmm. And I don't like what they are or are not saying. Yeah, I always see that label as ethically sourced now, now that you and I have had this conversation so many times, but as like an, uh, a conversation starter. Like whenever I mm-hmm. see, I talk to a lot of crystal shops because just naturally my job and my platform, especially on TikTok, I just am connected to so many of them. And whenever I see ethically sourced, it's always a conversation starter for me of like, what does that mean to you? And for a lot of shops that I've talked to, they've never been asked that. Like, they're like, oh, you know, ethically sourced. And I'm like, no, what does that mean? Like, let's have a dialogue because this is what this is what ethically sourced to me means. You know, like I'm someone that I care deeply about humans and like the safety of humans. And like, you know, I also have a lot of a lot of my personal values in anti-violence work. And so for me, it's like, can we say that a crystal that is mined in a mine that is owned by the Taliban, can we ever say that that is ethically sourced? Right? Mm-hmm. I don't know. To some people, yes. To some people, no. And so it's. I think what I'm seeing more and more is this dialogue around like, what does that actually mean? And I'm starting to see the conversation move away from like, are you ethically sourced? Yes and no to more. What are your values when you're sourcing crystals? And that's what I care more about because I like to buy from shops that align with my values. And I think that's one of the reasons why you and I get along so well is because Mm -hmm. you and I are the same where we're like, it would be easier if we just put ethically sourced up, but then that doesn't feel in alignment with with your values. And I think that's what Mm -hmm. I value most about you which is so like interesting (laughs) yeah it feels counterintuitive to be like I love this person because they won't say that their crystals are ethically sourced yeah yeah (laughs) but it is more of like a why of the statement than like a just the existence of it Mm -hmm. because I do think a lot of people will assume that because you don't say your crystals are ethically sourced you are making a statement outwardly that you don't give a fuck about the ethics of your crystals, which like, that's what it's become mm -hmm. in most of the people that I talk to, you know, like it's interesting, like talking to and seeing other people who are buying for their shops at these shows. I don't get to spend a ton of time with them because obviously like everyone's very focused on their own shit, Mm -hmm. but it's fun seeing. I think most of those people feel the same way, you know, like I don't think anybody's out there shopping around being like, well, you know, fuck whoever mine these crystals, like Mm -hmm. who cares about them? You know, I've found, like I said, I really do believe that people are mostly good. And I do think that everyone is really trying their best. And like oftentimes in the same way that like I never before we opened the store thought about what it was like for a shop to buy crystals. Yeah. You don't know what you don't know. Mm -hmm. And I do think a lot of people, I know I did. I just made the assumption that like, of course there's codes that everybody has to follow. It's the same way like people don't know with things like fast fashion. Mm hmm that there are ethical problems until they're taught, you know? Yeah, yeah. And I also think, too, that the reason that we care so deeply about this and the reason why consumers, people who buy crystals, care so deeply about this and the reason why it's become almost like this assumption that if you have a crystal shop, you must say you're ethically sourced is because we all hold the same value. If you are interested in crystals, whether you're selling them or whether you're buying them, 
we hold this value of like caring about something outside of ourselves, right? Mm -hmm. Like I don't know a single spiritually driven person, certainly one that's interested in crystals that are like, I only care about me and I don't give a fuck about anyone else or the planet. You know, like Uh we all hold this as a value. So because of that, we want to know that this practice that does so much good for us, right? These crystals that support us are not creating harm elsewhere. And I think that's Mm -hmm. where this debate around ethically sourced gets really heightened is because it's like, if I buy from a shop that isn't ethically sourced, what does that say about me? What does that Mm -hmm. mean for my practice? What does that mean for the benefits that I've received from, from working with these crystals? And I think that's where there's a lot of like fear around buying from, from shops that don't say they're ethically sourced. When in reality, it's like, I, I think the power is in having that conversation and in assessing what are your values? What does ethically mm-hmm. source mean to you? And can you have that dialogue with the shops that you care about to see if you're in alignment? And I think there's this fear that like, oh, if I ask Madison what her values are in terms of ethically source and she says something different than my values, then what does that mean to me who has crystals from her shop? Mm-hmm. I definitely think that there's that level of like fear is there for a lot of it mm-hmm. and it's almost like it's easier to not know and it mm-hmm. would be easier for everyone if we just said yeah we're ethically sourced don't worry about it and like gave people permission to not have a conversation that could potentially disappoint them yeah but that's like I mean I'm such like a you know social justice runs through my blood because of my my former career and it's like mm-hmm. so much of what I learned when I was an advocate was like, when we don't have the conversation, then the violence goes underground, mm-hmm. right? And so if we just slap a label of like ethically sourced on every crystal shop we love, then we never have to look ourselves in the eye and actually see like what is happening in these minds. What does that mm-hmm. sourcing actually look like? We, we, we can almost close our eyes to it versus when we have conversations like this, we have to kind of sit in the yuck of it and recognize that, oh, I actually have to put in effort to make sure that mm-hmm. I'm aligning with my values or I have to effectively create cognitive dissonance within my practice. And both of those options are uncomfortable, but choosing one of those options is what creates growth within us and what ultimately helps us create a more sustainable, more ethical world for for this practice and for ourselves and for each other yeah a hundred percent I didn't know I'd get so fired up in this episode I know I know (laughs) you were like you were like I just want to talk about a gem show and I'm like here I am on my soapbox (laughs) here I go (laughs) I think that's why I love having this conversation with you because specifically of your past and your like passion for social justice that like we share but again, like same same destination through different paths. Like yeah. you having worked so closely in that field, it has really impacted me and how I like work in these spaces, even though they're so different, you know? Are they though? Are they? That's a good point, you know? <laughs> I mean, different vehicles, same destination, right? Because mm-hmm. I always saw, I, I'll tell you a story. I was at a crystal shop once and this was when I was an advocate and I was still kind of a skeptic and I was carrying a crystal around 
and then I bought it and the cashier was like it's like the crystal was so warm she's like you must be a healer and I was like yeah <laughs> totally you got me you know me <laughs> and and uh I I walked outside with my friend and I was like she's called me a healer and she's like Molly you work with sexual assault survivors <laughs> like you kind of are and I yeah. never realized that like these spaces are not that different even though mm-hmm. the vehicle to support people is different it's like when you're in a healing space you're in a healing space and I think you and I share the same value of like if we're supporting people in their healing we need to do as little harm as possible wow that is so tender I love that story I know so cute how long before you like became interested in Reiki was that uh it was probably like within the same year yeah your body was gearing up getting ready I was edging I was edging it Uh (laughs) (laughs) uh-huh So tell me about what it's like to source crystals. Like what is your, because I know you go to shows. I know you get Mm -hmm. giant pallets of crystals. But like how do you assess if a vendor kind of like meets your standards of, of what you consider to be, like you said, doing your best for ethical sourcing? So the first word that comes to mind when you ask like what is it like to source crystals is overwhelming. Um. (laughs) It's nice now to be in this place of having gone a couple years now um, Mm -hmm. that we have people that we know and recognize and feel good about. And so for me, it's like, okay, what traits of these vendors show me that there's someone I trust to be aligned with my values? And then I look for those traits in other new vendors. Mm Mm-hmm. So for me, there are a few different, like, okay, imagine it's this one huge, I mean, actually it's multiple, like really large buildings in something called the National Western Complex in Denver. If you live in Colorado, you might know what that is, but it's basically a stadium where fun fact they do, um, I think it's like alpaca racing or like not racing. I don't, it's an alpaca show that they do in this place. And that's my favorite fact (laughs) about going there. Um, My best friend, from like childhood, he lives in Denver. And when I told him where I was going the first time we went, he was like, oh, we've seen the alpacas there. <laughs> but <laughs> you're like alpaca bag real quick. Yeah. Uh-huh. You do. <laughs> I can't. But it's these three large buildings, one of them being this big arena filled with these booths. And some of them are like one fold out table. Mm hmm. And then some of them are like a quarter of the room. Wow. One vendor? Mm-hmm. Yep. Wow. And so it's often people who I believe work with multiple minds and those larger operations with like a lot of knowledge and education, those are people that we trust very easily. I've yeah. been and talked to people who don't know what they're selling. That for mm-hmm. me is a red flag. Yeah, if yeah. you... You know, like that tells me that there isn't a lot being put into people because a lot of these people like will hire someone to go to the shows. Mm -hmm. And that tells me that you've been hired and there hasn't been a lot put into the people who are manning your booth, you know, and so. And like representing your operation. Yes. That means that you haven't invested in education for those people. Mm hmm. 
that raises some red flags for me. Yeah. Because I, you couldn't answer a question if I, you know, like you can't tell me what the stone is. So like, I don't feel confident that you have education on where the stone is being mined. Right. Right. Whereas at some of these larger booths that have like a wide array, they'll tell me exactly where it comes from. Mm-hmm. Things like pricing, they're very clear. There's a lot of clear organization. Mm-hmm. That is a green flag to me. Yeah, there's like care put into it, right? Like I feel yes. like I say this all the time to my my clients, but like how you do anything is how you do everything. So it's like mm-hmm. if there's if there's no care put into the way that you're presenting your booth to people who you want to purchase from you, how can Mm -hmm. you possibly believe that there's care put into the sourcing of those gems? Mm -hmm. Exactly. And so people who have a very clear system, Mm -hmm. that is something that makes you want to talk to the person who is manning the booth. And I'll be honest, I don't get a ton of information on those people from the representatives just honestly because of the nature of the of the show mm-hmm. those people don't have time to talk to me and that feels like a waste of their time to be like okay give me a not a waste of their time but like I don't know quite the right word for it but to ask for information that I could find by researching them yeah yeah you know something also that's important to note is that when you buy these crystals at this show we're handpicking them and then literally taking them with us yeah so it's often like one or two people manning this booth who are running the payments yeah who are explaining pricing and who are packing orders for people and putting them in boxes for big orders big orders like hundreds of dollars like most of these places have at least two to three hundred dollar minimums and that's wholesale pricing so and that shit's heavy yeah (laughs) I don't know if you've ever held. I've seen the palette outside your store. <laughs> uh huh. It's like it's a lot of stuff, mm-hmm. and so it slows everyone down for me to ask information from someone who might not know everything that I could find by doing my own research. Yeah, and it's usually loud in there. I mean, I've never been to the Denver <sighs> one, but I've been the one here in Maine, which is so much smaller and not like exclusive to wholesalers, so it's like way less activity. And Mm -hmm. it's loud. Like it's like there's a lot of people. There's a lot of noise. It's like people are yelling Mm -hmm. over tables of rocks that are sometimes Mm -hmm. multiple feet wide. (laughs) It's like Mm -hmm. it's really chaotic. Yep. And so another green flag for me is if someone has like clear, like their name very clearly displayed Mm -hmm. and social media that I can find and a website that I can look at. Oh, yeah. Yep. I'll pull up someone's website at their booth. Mm-hmm. and look through and see you know often people will post photos of where they're sourcing the crystals from of the mines that they're either running or buying from nice I love that and so you know really the closer you can get in like this long chain of commerce mm-hmm. of like how many people did this rock go through before it got to me the closer you can get to the mine mm-hmm. the more likely it is that you're getting accurate information mm-hmm and that you can, quote unquote, ethically source. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's like a game of telephone. It's like if you mm-hmm. have three people between you and the mine. So it's like, you know, you, the person at the wholesale, the distribution center, and then the mine. It's like 
the mind tells the distribution center one thing, who tells the wholesaler another thing, who tells you something, who tells me the consumer another thing. It's like a chain of trust. It's like you have to trust all those people are being accurate and honest. And also that your definitions of ethical sourcing are the same. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And so Mm -hmm. it's like if you only have two people between the whole, like you, the consumer, and the mind, it's like me, you, the wholesaler, and the mind, it's like then mm-hmm. you have that shorter like telephone game. So it's it's more likely to be accurate. Mm-hmm. And so that is another reason why those larger vendors are so trustworthy in my opinion. Like they're people who we trust because they essentially eliminate that game of telephone by working with multiple minds. Mm-hmm. So if you find one larger wholesaler who you trust and believe that their morals and ethics align with yours, then you can get a wide array of things. Yeah. While still following that moral compass. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's important to note too that like the smaller wholesalers are not necessarily quote unquote bad or unethical. Oh no, not at all. It's just when it comes to these mines, I mean, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but my understanding is like if you're sourcing directly from a mine, you have to be buying in large, large quantities. And that's just mm-hmm. not possible for the smaller fish. And so if if you're working with a smaller fish, that's when that line of communication is more important, when you need to have that dialogue with them. And I am 100% not saying that we don't buy from smaller people. Oftentimes it is people working in and running the mines who we're buying from when we're buying from smaller vendors. Mm -hmm. And that's because they're smaller in that sense because their job is so much larger than just being a wholesaler. They're also distributing to other people. Yeah. And I'm not saying that if you are thinking of having a crystal business, if you have a crystal business, if you are interested in the sourcing and selling of crystals that you shouldn't work with smaller people, 100%. We have smaller vendors who we love. You just have to do more of that sifting. Yeah. And honestly, for me in those gem shows, it's energetic shifting or it's energetic sifting. Mm -hmm. Tell me more about that. So I've, I've experienced it multiple times where we've walked into a booth and this was both before and after, like I've kind of learned these like red and green flags, you know, of like what I'm looking for when we're buying. And sometimes I'll just feel gross Mm -hmm. Yeah, and feel not good. And truthfully, at that point, I don't really care if you're hitting all my green flags. If I don't feel good, I don't want your stuff in my store. Yep. Yep. But almost often, those those gross feelings do align with those red flags. And that's kind of how I've learned some of the red flags as well. Like, where do I not feel good? Yeah. And what can I notice about these boots and these vendors that I can take with me to times when my intuition isn't quite picking up on it? Yeah. What, my favorite thing is to watch other people shop in these environments too. I've seen quite a few people walk around these shows. This is something that I don't think I could ever really have the patience for because it's so huge. Walk around with the pendulum. Oh. And walk up to booths and use their pendulum. Interesting. And walk away or go in based on that. Like I just think it's so interesting. It's so fun to watch other people like me shop. Yeah. Because I'm like, it's all the weirdos in one big room and we're all (laughs) shopping for our weirdo stuff together. And I love it. (laughs) I love that. Yeah. And I think it's, you know, some people listening to this are going to be like, that sounds really woo. And other people are going to be like, yep, that tracks. But Mm -hmm. when it comes to crystals, it's like you have to go based on the energy 
because they carry energy. And I'm a big believer in like transference when it comes to crystals. So like if you're if you're working with a crystal until you cleanse the energy of it, it's going to have remnants, residue of anyone else that it's been in contact with before it gets to you. That's why cleansing crystals is so important to me in my practice. I'll just say that. If you're not a crystal cleanser, whatever, do your thing. I still love you. But it's like if you have a store, like I've been in crystal stores before where I get the ick. And even if it's like my dream crystal, I can't buy it because I know I'm going to I'm going to feel that ick when I work with it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so even like ethics aside, I don't want to purchase something that is going to bring that ick into the store that is a space that's energy we have like cultivated so purely and completely and like worked so hard for Mm -hmm. and that's you know that's just more stake in the game of having things that align with our values Mm -hmm. is like I don't want the energy of those things in our space yeah yeah it's like all of those things yeah and I think like that ick is directly corresponds with our values we get the Mm -hmm. ick 100% when something is misaligned Mm -hmm. and so It's like if we start to follow, where do I feel the ick? Where do I feel aligned? Where do I feel drawn? Then that's like, that's like a pendulum in itself of knowing like kind of where to start your path in terms Mm -hmm. of like finding a crystal shop or a wholesaler or whatever that aligns with your values. Like that opens the door in my opinion. Mm -hmm. Especially because like in these gem shows, it's so massive you are always going to have options Mm -hmm. in terms of who you can buy from. And so if I, for example, am in someone's booth that's full of pyrite and I don't feel good and there, you know, there are some red flags and, you know, the person who's manning the booth has little to no education and can't answer any of my questions. Mm -hmm. I can move three booths down and there will be more pyrite. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like that is really the benefit of going to these shows because like we said, like a lot of shops don't have the resources to go straight to a mine. Mm -hmm. We don't. I'd love to one day be able, like that's really my mom and I's like dream is to be able to travel straight to the mines Mm -hmm. and like go straight to the source and pick things out that way. That's like next level. A lot of people don't have the resources to travel. Yeah. And so they're working entirely online or over the phone with vendors, Mm -hmm. which makes it even harder to assess, you know, like you can't look at things. You can only, you can only have what they're curating and giving to you online. Yeah. And so really like the closer you get is also the more education you can have. Because if I only had someone's website to go off of, I'm very aware that I'm seeing what someone wants me to see. Right. It's very curated. So yeah. So if that curated if that curated energy matches the energy that I feel in their curated booth, that's more likely that what they're saying and what I'm learning is trustworthy. Yeah. That makes, you know, like that I, that I can rely on this information. Mm -hmm. It's another level of trustworthiness to be able to go and see in those minds. So, you know, the closer you get, the more trust there is. Mm -hmm. Cause I know there's a lot of people listening that, don't have crystal shops, are not going to be going to these shows, not going to be going to wholesalers. What advice would you give to a consumer like me to sort of, who cares about ethical sourcing, but doesn't really know how to have that conversation with a shop? Like what is your green flag, red flag when it comes to finding just a, a crystal shop that I can buy from that will 
make me feel good and not ick? I think asking how they source is a great place to start. Mm -hmm. I would say probably reaching out via socials is a really easy way to get that information. So for example, we have about four or five employees who work the store who aren't me and my mom, right? Who don't go to those shows. Yeah. Yeah. You, you might get an answer that would set off some red flags of someone saying, oh, I don't know. Yeah. It doesn't mean they don't know the ethics of the crystals or they don't know the, it doesn't mean that the store, the people buying those crystals don't know how things happen. Right. You want to talk to the person who's like in charge of inventory. Yes. So asking who on staff is in charge of sourcing the crystals is also a great place to start and seeing if you can get that person's contact info, seeing if that person is in the store. Mm-hmm. If not, like, for example, I know that this is how we run things. Like I have all the access to all the social media passwords. If someone were to message us about crystal sourcing, I would be the person to answer. Mm-hmm. You're more likely to get someone who is doing the sourcing when you message someone's socials rather than like just walking up to the first employee you see. Yeah. And being like, hey, where did this come from? Because often like I know most of the time, like we just can't educate everyone in the store about everything. Mm-hmm. I would love to. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's a lot to keep track of in that store. There's a lot to keep track <laughs> of. And so I'm sure that it's happened before that someone has asked about sourcing in the store and someone working has been like, oh, you know, I have no idea. But if you message us on Instagram or given them my email address. Yeah. You know, and been like, this is who buys them. I trust her. Right, right, right. <laughs> that's a great place to start is like figuring out who handles that and reaching out to them. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, what is important to you? Like what is the value system that you operate under? Yeah. Asking specific questions about that rather than asking, are your crystals ethically sourced? Mm -hmm. Because you are more likely to get a blanket answer of like, yeah, we do our best to get ethically sourced crystals. Right, right. That would be my answer, you know, and then I would elaborate more. That's what I do whenever we're asked in the store about it is explain why. Mm-hmm. But the more specific you can be with your questions, the more likely you are to get an answer that can be a better compass for you. Yeah. And I think having that internal dialogue with yourself first is so important right? Like, mm-hmm. because kind of the thing that I've learned, and this is sort of a, a bummer, well, not to bring y'all down, but it's kind of a bummer. But like, I have not found a shop that can tick every single box. You know, like there's, oh, yeah. there's no perfect condition, right? Like we're working with the earth when it comes to sourcing crystals. So there's always going to be some level of damage to the earth, right? Like mm-hmm. mines as safe as they can be, they, there's also dangers to them, right? Like yeah. as ethical as a, a shop can be, they can only control what they can control. And so I think having a dialogue with yourself on which values matter more, you know, if a, if a shop ticks nine out of 10 boxes, is that good enough for you? Mm-hmm. And then I think this is like such a, I feel like this is like, a a deeper level of your spiritual practice too. Like I see this as like a spiritual practice in and of itself is like getting clear on your values and letting those be separate from your ego. 
because I think sometimes mm-hmm. when we have conversations about our values, we can go into it sort of like we're gearing up for a fight and it can be more like an interrogation when in reality, this is an opportunity for you to connect. Mm-hmm. And so seeing it as a dialogue, as a conversation between you and a shop, two human beings who care deeply about this practice and you may or may not meet on your values. That doesn't make you wrong. That doesn't make them wrong. Like you said, we're all just doing our best. And so I think Mm -hmm. having that internal reflection before you start that conversation can be really helpful. And then noticing if that conversation triggers something in you. If it triggers that discomfort, we talked about that cognitive dissonance. Like, what does that say about me? What does that say about my practice if I've used these crystals? And can you make peace with that, knowing that you are doing your best and that's all you can ask of yourself? Mm -hmm. This is something that I also see in people who have used things like white sage in the past, Mm -hmm. where I see a lot of people like fight back against this idea of cultural appropriation I don't think it really has a lot to do with like I don't think the intent is to discredit those cultures I think it almost always comes from a place of what does that make me I've done something bad I have to make it that that person is wrong so I don't think that I've done something bad yeah does that make me a bad person if I've done this thing and I know this is something that we've talked about too of like you don't know what you don't know And what matters is what you do with the information when it's put in front of you. Yeah. And that's the same thing for people buying crystals retail. It's the same thing for people buying crystals wholesale. Mm -hmm. That there's also potentially an opportunity for you to teach someone what could be potentially unethical about crystal sourcing. If you're going into a shop, even if you do walk up to the first employee you see and they don't really know anything about how the crystals are sourced... That's just an opportunity to connect with a person and give them the opportunity to ask questions to their employer. And send them this podcast episode. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Most importantly, that one. (laughs) But I think that's a really good point that you made, that it it is an opportunity for connection above all else. Mm -hmm. And it's an opportunity to learn. I think that's also where like some anxiety about asking comes from of like this idea that you have to prepare to argue with someone. And I just don't think that that's the case most often, especially with people in these shops and the people who own these shops. I have never met a shitty person who, well, you know, maybe that's not true. When I think about it, no, I don't think I have. I don't think I've met a person who I believe to just be an asshole who has a shop like this. If you do, better to know now than after you spent money in their shop, right? Like Mm -hmm. you're going to get information either way when you start the conversation. It's either going to be information that creates a connection or information that creates clarity in your own values. And I think approaching it Mm -hmm. from that lens, it takes that argument out of it because ultimately like you have no stake in the game when it comes to their business. Yeah. Like you're just going to take your business out elsewhere. There's a million other crystal shops that you can shop from. I also think too, if you do have crystals that say you bought from somewhere that does not meet your values of, of ethical sourcing. You know, I hear this a lot from people who 
um, buy crystals, their first crystals on like Amazon or at like five below or whatever, which notoriously has, you know, sketchy ethics when it comes to sourcing. Mm -hmm. That doesn't mean that you're bad. That doesn't mean that you're unethical. That doesn't mean that you have to throw those crystals away, right? Like Mm -hmm. you can you can move forward in your practice and still work with those crystals without carrying that ick with you, right? Like it's like, Mm -hmm. I think so much of what ethical anything is, is being in this constant state of growth and learning. And when we know better, we do better. And so it's a matter of taking that next step forward in alignment with your values. And maybe those crystals that you already have helps support you in taking that step. So it's not that you have to completely remove them, get rid of them, throw them away, anything. It's like you can still work with them and maybe carry them as a reminder of what your values now are and carry them as a reminder to ask those questions and to open that dialogue and to sit with the discomfort that comes with this new period of growth for you. Yes, 100%. I see a lot of people have that experience of like, oh my God, I had not even considered this angle Mm -hmm. of like where this is coming from. And now I have these crystals that I have no idea if they are sourced in a way that is in alignment with my values. And that can like bring on a lot of shame. And so I think it's really important to to highlight that you don't have to feel that shame. Yeah. Like I said a hundred times, you don't know what you don't know. Mm -hmm. And everybody is doing the best with the information that they have at any given time. And so you can both give that to people who you're asking the question. You can give that grace to them. Also extend that grace to yourself. Yeah. And if if we're circling back on social justice in general, which I feel like this is so in alignment with, shame only helps the oppressor. Snaps for that. <laughs> when we experience shame, especially when we're doing our best and we're trying to make change, when we experience shame, it only helps the people who are causing harm. Mm -hmm. It only keeps them in power further. So for the sake of furthering the causes that you care about and aligning more with your values and ultimately creating change in alignment with those values, please remove the shame that you are putting onto yourself. You don't need to carry that. That is such a a beautiful reminder. Yeah. Anything else you want to add? I don't think so. Is there anything else that I didn't touch on that you have thought about or wondered? I don't think so, but our DMs are open. If you listening want to let us know how this conversation landed with you. Is this something that you, like us, care about? Is this something that you've thought about? Is this something you're wondering? Let us know. We'd love to hear how this resonated or if you're like, nah, not into it, you could tell us that too. Yeah, and if you have any other questions specifically about our crystal shopping please feel free to ask them. I don't ever want anyone to feel nervous or afraid to ask a question that might be considered difficult. Mm -hmm. I welcome that always. I am always so excited. The truth is like overwhelm and like all of the different moving parts and all the things that I have to like that we think about when crystal shopping. It is so fun. Yeah. And I love to talk about it. And it's just a really exciting part of my job that like doesn't, seem super exciting on the outside sometimes especially when I like describe the process like 
people are like, oh, that sounds awful. And I'm like, no, but it's like in the best way. (laughs) So like if you ever want to talk about it or learn more about it, my DMs are always open for that too. I love that. Well, until next time, we will talk to you next time. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to Demystify Magic with Molly and Madison. If you want to learn more about us, you can find all our links in the show notes. We'd love to know what you think of today's episode. So drop us a review or give us a shout out on social media. And don't forget to let us know your magical moment of the week. Okay, love you. Bye. Bye.